time out to put all your cares aside and enter into the presence of our Lord. Let us pray. Lord God, Father, heaven bless you once again this evening. Thank you, Father, for bringing us to a place where we can cast all our cares away. Take time out to relax, to reflect on the day's journey. We pray, Father, that you would fill us with your spirit, renew our renew our hearts, refresh our souls. Speak to our hearts this evening. Have your way with our hearts. Have your way with us, I pray. Right now, in Jesus' name, amen. I've been, this weekend, really disturbed. I've been disturbed by all the things that have been happening in this world. Not only the things that have been happening presently, the things that are taking place right now, but the things that have been taking place ever since the beginning of time. And one of the things that has disturbed me the most is that there's so much murder, so much blood that has been shed, wrongly shed. So many people have died and have died in ways that uh, has caused me to reflect on it. And some deaths, some deaths that have taken place, I just got to admit that it really sickens me. It's really sickened me. And um, to a point where I, I, had, I even had become just overwhelmed, despondent, To a point where I even question God. I question him. I'm like, you know, God, why? Why do you let these things happen? Why do you let people die in a way that we oftentimes, many times, die? Death is a horrible, horrible thing. I don't want to get too morbid right now, but. I have to admit, it just it it just sickens me, and so I question God, and I'm convinced that it sickens Him too. And why He lets it continue, I really can't say. But when I go to scripture, 
And that's what I like to do this evening. I just like to read from Scripture and hopefully find some comfort. Hopefully find some answers, some reasons. And I want to invite you to come along with me. Beginning at Genesis chapter 3. I want to invite you to go with me over to Genesis chapter 3 verse 16. Over in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, it reads, To the woman, he said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain, you will give birth to children. Pain. Childbirth, even, is a bloody business. I know that from experience. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it, curse is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. The food we eat, even. Before we eat it, it must be dead. We eat dead. Organic materials. Death is involved in the processing of our food. Death is everywhere. process is toilsome. It takes a lot of work just to eat. It's miserable. It's a miserable process. In some ways, very tragic, very sad. This God is speaking to us throughout all this. It signifies something that we really need to take time out to ask ourselves why. And when we see these kind of things, and we see it oftentimes, especially in the entertainment that we watch or that we get involved with, We need to ask ourselves, is this or should this be entertainment, murdering, slaughtering of people, of animals, jokingly, 
or seriously? Is it really inter- should it really be entertainment? Especially to us Christians, new covenant believers, those who have been saved from sin and death, eternal sin, eternal death. Should it be entertainment? I'm going to repeat this. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. Verse 23. So the Lord banished him, that is Adam. And we have to remember, this, it should be Adam and Eve. But we have to remember that it was Adam who was tasked with the responsibility of protecting and keeping the garden. He failed in his mission. He failed in this test that God has given, had given him. And in failing, it plunged all mankind, every man and every woman and every child that would descend from Adam, it plunged us into sin and misery. And that's why Genesis chapter 3, verse 23 reads, So the Lord banished him, just Adam, from the garden of Eden. To work the ground from which he had been taken. And after he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. And although it's not written here, I want to interpret that for you. That tree of life is no other person than Jesus himself. The way is open. The path is narrow. The path is, is, has been paved. That even by death. The blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our redemption required the death of a man. And that man is Jesus Christ. He paid for our sins. The Bible says there is no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood. Romans chapter 3, verse 16. Well, I want to just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this, this whole entire um, portion and I'm going to close here. To sort of, um, again, bring us to a place of reflecting on how we should think about life 
and how we should think about each other, how we should think about this business of sin and misery, and how we should think about what we do from day to day and what we allow ourselves to get drawn into and to be entertained by and to um, even in so many ways be sustained by. Because the point is clear. No one is righteous. Why death? Why all the blood? Why all the gore? Why all the hatred? Racism? Wars? Rape? And so on and so on. Why? Because no one is righteous. We're all sinful. And we can do nothing but sin. It's clear. And in this, in this way, it's true. The Bible is true. The Bible is clear. We can conclude. Also, though, even as, new Christ, as Christians, as, as New Covenant believers, we're no better. I'm no better than you, than them, than anyone else. Not at all. As a matter of fact, we have, as Paul has said, we have already made the charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under sin. As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands, no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways. And the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And so now, we know, we can conclude that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscience, conscious, I should say, of sin. Let it be known. No one is righteous. And it should concern us. We should be in prayer. We should always be in prayer. 
We should be praying without ceasing for the salvation of humankind, of humanity, of every man, every woman, every child. That goes for everyone that you know. Your neighbors, your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your aunt, your uncle, your niece, your nephews, your great grandchildren, and on and on and on and on. We should always be in prayer. Lord God, have mercy on us. Deliver us from our sins. Deliver us from your condemnation. Deliver us from the pain, from the bloody mess that we're in. Amen? Heads bowed, eyes closed, let's pray. Lord God, yes. Have mercy on us all. Deliver us from our sin. Make our hearts sensitive to this bloody mess that we're in. That never ceases the pain, the sorrow, the misery. Keep us, I pray, from falling into the temptation. of taking for granted the death of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the death of your Son, who suffered to a point of death even on the cross for us. Because we truly deserve your eternal punishment, not He. For the Bible is clear and you have made it clear. He was innocent. He was slain for our transgressions, the Lamb of God. So we pray, Father, you have mercy on us. In Jesus' name, amen.